Every parent with young kids is going to tell you that you don't have to teach your child how to misbehave. And the ways you discipline your child in those early years as they misbehave are going to have a big impact uh, in helping your kids learn good behavior. I'm John Fuller here in the studio with Dr. Danny Huerta. He runs our Focus on the Family Parenting Team. And Danny, um, you have spent a long time working with families. What are some of the more common mistakes you see for parents with young kids? You know, I've been seeing this happen more and more frequently now, and that is tolerating, tolerating, tolerating out of wanting their kids to be happy and, and this fear that maybe they'll have mental health issues if I correct them too much or just too much pressure and they need reprieve from a world that is just upside down and chaotic. Uh, that's, that's not helpful to a child. They need warm sensitivity and they need guidance. And some parents tolerate, tolerate. They feel like, ah, okay, I'm putting up with a lot and then they explode and it creates a, a lack of trust. And then you have some parents that want to control everything out of that anxiety that they don't want disorder. And, and so those are, those are common mistakes that parents make in their imperfection of trying to guide their kids and disciple them. And I love Proverbs fifteen thirty one that says that uh, really the person that listens to life-giving reproof will be among the wise. Do we teach our kids that? I'm inviting you into something pretty amazing. When I, when I correct your misbehavior, you know, when you missed, I want to I give you some correction to give you life. And the more they can trust that in a relationship that's sensitive and warm and you understand the fact that, man, you're, you're going to misbehave. It's okay, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to correct you and I'm going to guide you and redirect you. Within that context, you will have a child that matures and begins to trust that correction. Hmm. And eventually when they're older, you can give more room and more freedom. But it's within the context of trust. So help your kids learn that along the way. That is uh, super good insight. And uh, let's move now to a conversation that we had with Dr. Kevin Lehman and Gene Daly. Uh, Jim and I enjoyed this discussion so much. And here Dr. Lehman addresses why many young kids struggle with misbehaving. Why do kids misbehave? Number one, they're attention getters. All kids are attention getters. You know, they come out of the womb, they're completely dependent upon us, and as they grow into infancy toward that year old, you begin to see this little spirit, you begin to see this little personality develop. I always tell mommies of young kids, when that child hits 18 months, circle the calendar, because you're going to see a test of will start about 18 months in a child's life. Well, and, and you elaborate on that because you say both good behavior and bad behavior is both a, a, a yell for attention. Absolutely. So again, I go back to all kids are attention getters. Just follow me for a second. So if the kid gets positive attention for positive behavior, they're on the right track. As soon as they don't get positive attention, they still need attention. So what kind of attention are they going to get? They're going to get negative attention. And the kid tells himself, well, I'm still getting attention. It's still working. But that runs its course. So as the kid gets more discouraged in life, believe it or not, I'm saying a little ankle biter, 18 months to three years old, can get discouraged. Life isn't working out the way they think, even at that age. They become powerful. So while the attention getter says, I only count life when I'm noticed, and I put people in my service, the powerful kid says, I only count life when I control, when I win, when I dominate. So these are the kids who throw temper tantrums. And how we respond to those temper tantrums is really important. 
because that kid throws the temper tantrum for a purpose. Now, purpose is just a word. Purposeful is a psychological word that comes from the psychology of a guy named Alfred Adler. We won't go into any detail there, but let's just say that all social behavior serves a purpose in a kid's life. So the powerful child is saying, I am an authority over you, parent. There's a guy named St. Paul who said something very different. He said, children, obey your parents. It's the right thing to do because God has placed them in authority over you. And I love that translation. That's a living Bible translation. And that's what I try to preach to parents. You need to be in authority without being the authoritarian to deal with this powerful child because you need to remove your sails from that child's wind. Mm -hmm. Because if you don't, and you come on with, you can, I am your father, or you're, I'm, they're going to blow you right against the wall. Yeah. In a power struggle, you lose. So you need a way to develop ways of circumventing that powerful child, where they realize that, wait a minute, these powerful ways aren't working. These parents are a little smarter than what I'm giving them credit for. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's the obvious question. Uh, when you have that confrontation, what should you do with that three-year-old? Yeah. Well, in the kid who's going to throw the temper tantrum, you simply step over the child, walk away. If there's no audience, that kid's so not going to So don't give them the attention that they're craving in that way. Right. Yeah. If you want to make a fool of yourself, honey, you go ahead. Uh, the point is, you're going to separate the child. You pick up the child, remove him from the scene. That's the principle I want to teach. And it just says, hey, it's not going to work. Yeah. Kevin, let me uh, pick up on that because in the book, you, you do describe a parents' uh, responsibility to make sure their child is getting enough of your time. And that could be so difficult. And we can, as parents, with busy schedules, we can justify all of our busyness. But you're saying in the book, your child needs you and needs you to spend time with them. So sometimes this misbehavior is rooted just in they're not getting enough of you. Well, let's start with this anti-American statement. Activities are not good for your children. Now, let me ask Jean, does that cut against the mom feeling of keeping the kids busy yes. is a good thing? It does. Busy hands are happy hands. <laughs> and, it I mean, does. I can remember. Hey, Lehman, it's better than selling crack well, cocaine on the street. I get it. Right. Well, and even, you know, I felt when our kids were young, I did not want them to spend too much time in sports. And I, I recognized that that wasn't positive and and putting that pressure on them at such a young age. However, as they got older, I wasn't sure that was the right decision. Well, now we have team soccer. We have city soccer. The whole weekend is geared around the kids' soccer or softball or whatever. I'm telling you, it's crazy. Uh, Kids, families don't go to church on Sunday because they're off playing in a softball tournament. Uh, Again, it's all, so much is just directed toward the children. The children are the centerpiece. We bring up kids to feel like they're the centerpiece of the world. I've said it many times, and I'll say it again. If you do that, where is the room for Almighty God in a kid's life? Mm -hmm. And I'm here to answer my own question. There's no room for God in that kid's life because you got them so busy, and you're so busy. So when we talk about time, where's the time? The dinner table is a great time to talk, but other than that, I mean, and I've heard on Focus on the Family studies from other authors who said dads will spend 37 seconds a day talking to their kids, things like that. It's outrageous. Danny, uh, 
Kevin brought up how too many activities, it's just hard for kids. And somebody's going to be thinking, yeah, but my, my kid loves being active. And frankly, I love my kids being active. It gives me a little bit of a break. How can we tell if it's just too much on our kids' plates? Go to our personality differences uh, article and begin to explore that. Different personalities can handle different levels of activity. If you have a leader child, they want to conquer the world. They can handle a higher level or higher amount of activities. And then you have the peacemaker children that want to just a slower pace. Let's, let's just hang out. Let's calm down. They procrastinate. So you have a different parenting styles with, with those two as far as how you approach activities. So there is a personality assessment. Yes, and uh, people can just go to the, the show notes and find the personality quiz. It's a quick okay. one. And then you can learn more about each of the four different ways that we adapt to moments and including activities. I remember this family that came to my practice. It was two leader parents, parents that wanted to do every activity under the sun. And then they had two sons that were football players, also leaders, they were just they were busy doing everything under the sun, and they could get it all done. Then they had a peacemaker youngest child, and that child came to counseling because he had panic attacks hmm. and was struggling with anxiety. He didn't know how to handle all these four leaders when he just wanted some downtime. And as they understood the fact that it was super overwhelming for this young child, they learned how to slow down, how to have together time, how to have home time, time at home, because they just wanted to go and do everything out, out there, it really enhanced their relationship. But it calmed down all that anxiety in this child's life. Panic attacks went away. Huh. It was really fascinating to see the family system adjust to the different, le- different activity levels mm-hmm. that were healthy within the home. That's cool. I'm glad you were part of that process. And you can learn more about your child's personality. Stop by the website. As Danny said, we'll link over to some great resources. And uh, we do have copies of Dr. Lehman's excellent book, Why Your Kids Misbehave and What to Do About It. Make a donation today. We'll send that to you as our way of saying thanks for joining the support team and being part of Focus on the Family's ministry impact around the world. Uh, You can make a one-time gift or a monthly pledge. Either way, Uh, When you do so, request that book. And if you'd like to hear the entire conversation with Kevin Lehman about uh, kids and uh, behavior and misbehavior, uh, we've got that. It's linked over to in the show notes. We'll hear more from Dr. Lehman next time as he talks about uh, birth order and behavior patterns. For now, on behalf of Dr. Danny Huerta and the entire team, I'm John Fuller, and thanks for joining us for the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast. I was shocked when she gave me the divorce papers. I was so done. I had reached my breaking point. I was desperate for a shred of hope, so I called the Hope Restored team at Focus on the Family. They they listened to me and they asked about what was happening in my marriage. They encouraged me and my wife to attend one of their marriage intensives for couples in crisis and, and they prayed with us. They helped me believe that my marriage could be saved. I agreed to go, but was very skeptical that anything could help us. But the whole environment was so safe and non-judgmental. I felt my heart start to open up as we worked with the counselors. Both of us still have work to do in our marriage, but for the first time in a long time, we have hope again. Focus on the Family's Hope Restored Marriage Intensive Program has helped thousands of couples who thought that their marriage was over. 
Find out which program is right for you at hoperestored.com.